87%, yeah, that's the percentage of all real estate agents that get in the business today that'll be gone in two years. Let me tell you something, why is there so much turnover in real estate? Because it isn't easy. And because most people don't know exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Now look, regardless of whether you're brand new to the industry or, you've, or you're a team leader, you've got 40 people on your team and you just wanna to get to the next level. If you're doing 10 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 25. You're doing 500 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 1,000. You're at 1,000, you wanna to get to 10,000. Let me tell you something, you need the right coach. Why? Because Club Wealth is the only coaching company on the planet that will literally guarantee that you will double your income or make at least an extra $100,000 your first year coaching with us, or we will give you 100% of your investment back. This is for people of all levels. Click the link below, sign up for the appropriate tier level, and let's get you a strategy session today. And I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, promise you, that you will walk away with a heart full of gratitude for the time that we took for you because you got so much value out of that call. Schedule your strategy session today. I promise you'll be glad you did. Sign up for a strategy session at clubwealth.com slash strategy session. First of all, Nicole, I want to I have you start with your backstory. So let's just tell us. So where did you come from when you got involved in Club Wealth? How many transactions were you doing? How long did it take you to get to 150 transactions? What were? And then I'll, I'll, I'll ask you questions from there. But just... Just start with that. Start with that. You know, how did you get to know Club Wealth? And tell us just your Club Wealth story. Absolutely. So um, I had an agent in my market um, that had joined Club Wealth and was doing incredible. They're one of the top agents in the market. And um, I was a newer agent and I was like, ooh, I want to be like them. So I ended up doing my 55 minute strategy session uh, with Ron Anderson, Coach Ron. And um, I pulled the trigger that day. I, I said, send me the paperwork. I had it back within five minutes. And I joined as tier one. Um, the prior 12 months, I'd closed 24 units. And uh, within 14 months of joining Club Wealth, I hit tier three, um, which is going to be 75 to 150 units. Wait, I did tier four. Sorry. I was just going to say, you went right into yeah. tier four. Yeah, sorry. Within 14 months, I hit tier four. I was like, wait, that doesn't sound right. No. Nope. Um, which is 150 to 250 units. Um, hung out in tier four for a little bit. I just recently hit tier five, which is going to be 250 units plus. And I don't plan on being here long. I plan on hitting tier six before LABC next year. So let's back up. So first and foremost, when it came to getting signed up for Club Wealth, what I heard you say was that you took quick action. It took you literally five minutes to get the form back. You didn't mess around. You didn't think about it. You didn't give it time. You didn't, you know, mull it over, talk to 10 different people, check it over with your fiance at the time. You, you just said, you know what? I know this is going to be great for my career. I'm going to take action quickly, which is, uh, is, first of all, is that accurate? Absolutely. You either want it or you don't. Well, and I would suggest that that's a very common pattern with most high achievers. I mean, Napoleon Hill says, you know, that the highest producers, the, you know, the, the most successful people uh, make decisions quickly and change their minds slowly. And the least successful people make decisions slowly and change their minds quickly. And you just, you know, are, are great evidence of that. So then the next thing that I heard is that, hey, you know, you grew really quick, you know, you got in, you did exactly what your coaches told you to do. You grew really quick, got to uh, tier four, which is 150 to 250 transactions a year but then kind of slowed down a bit. Now, I want to talk about that because there was a couple of key things there. And I, and I know we're going to talk a little bit, you know, I know, I know one of the things you're going to throw out there is, well, Michael, there was a hurricane, uh, you know, a little, little windy period of time there. Uh, and, and I get that, but, but also truth be told, did you, or did you not take your foot off the gas a little bit during that time? So 
that was when really quick on the hurricane that helped me grow more though. Um, that helped me expand to the whole state because I'll yes. never put myself in a situation where mother nature can knock out my whole market. Um, yes. And so that was a lot of the pressure that you gave me too. And I was like, you know what? I need to, we had that conversation when you're like, how many, what's the population of this town? What is it of this one? Mm -hmm. They're all small, Michael. Um, so we needed the whole state. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, yeah. And you absolutely. got it. Absolutely. So living the dream now. Okay. But, now, but, but I want to, here's the thing. I want to be real with people about the fact that you took your foot off the gas for a little bit. And the reason I'm saying that is yeah. not to make you feel bad or look bad or anything like that, but because it's reality. It's what happens with all of us, right? I mean, getting from 15 transactions a year and 10 Xing your production in 14 months. I mean, let's call it what it is. That's exhausting. That's a lot of work. That's very stressful. And, and, you know, it's easy to, and I'm not saying you burned out. I don't think you burned out during that time, but I do think that it took its toll and you had to kind of take a little step back, get your bearings and then get back on it again. Is that accurate? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so I guess I want the message for everybody else to be, you know, for everybody watching this to be, look, you know, that's normal. That's acceptable. That's okay. And you don't need to feel bad about that. And you can do that and then take a deep breath and push forward from there and then take it to a whole nother level. And so tell us what you've done since then. So after you got, you know, you, you got to that, hundred, you know, you broke that first 150 transaction year uh, within 14 months joint global and then took that little pause. And then what happened? Um, so I, I like to call that little pause recalibrating. I know you'll probably kill me for that, but That's okay. That's okay. I had rapid growth and I, you know, and like I was learning systems and I was doing all this stuff and then COVID hit, which changed everyone's ways of doing things. And, um, you know, I struggled with it. I was in tier four longer than I was in tier one through like getting to tier four. Yeah. So that took me 14 months. I was in tier four for about two years. Yeah. 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 Probably okay. more than two years. So, okay. So, so what was the, what was the, the thing that got you from tier? Well, let's, let's first talk about what was it that, that you did? What was necessary to go from, you know, 15 transactions a year to, to 150 transactions a year? Um, listening to your coach, trusting your coach, mm -hmm. implementing, attending mastermind sessions, mm -hmm. masterminding with agents that are doing things that are going to be similar to yours or, or slightly advanced than yours that mm -hmm. I could, you know, just add on to what we're already doing. Um, what got me to tier five. Hang on, hang on. Before we do that, before you do that, let's come back. So, okay. so, and I appreciate all the things that you just said about that. And those are all very important things. Let's also talk briefly about the mechanical things that you did. So those were the things that you were necessary for you to do to you know, to learn things you need to do, to get your mindset where it needed to be, all that kind of stuff. But then what were the actual activities that you did that took you from 15 to 150? Uh, recruiting. That was a, the biggest one. Um, getting my, like my VA, my office staff, my systems in place, um, you know, and then also being the rainmaker and providing leads for my team. Um, I had to make sure I always had enough leads to feed everyone on the team. And then I had to make sure everyone on the team was producing enough to feed my admin staff. Um, and so it's really just listening to your coach and, and listening to the masterminds and attending them and going to world-class events. Mm -hmm. No, I can appreciate that. Okay. So tell me about the leads. How many leads per agent were you providing your agents from when you, when you went from 15 to 100? So I was very, very lead heavy. And I was like, oh, the more leads I have, the more team will let the team will love me. And I was spending tens of thousands of dollars on leads. And 
and I hate to say this, but like naturally my agents were cherry picking Mm -hmm. and they weren't working leads that could convert because there was another lead that came in where there was a higher lead and they wanted to do an offer right away. And they were ignoring the ones that weren't converting. Um, And so we've scaled down the leads quite a bit. um, And it's, it's uh, helped with our ROI on leads. Definitely. Okay, good stuff. So do you know about approximately how many leads do you need for each team? Um, so 40 to 50, but you also have to count some agents that aren't always the, t- the highest producers. You have to count them at like 20, 20 leads an agent um, or even zero sometimes. Sometimes you have agents that have personal stuff going on and they're not taking care of their stuff and I'm not going to buy leads for them. Okay, so bottom line, for a good producer, for a solid producer, you need 40, you said 40 to 50. 40 to 50. 40 to 50 leads per month per agent, correct? Correct. Okay, all right, good. All right, so then let's let's fast forward to, okay, now I'm at 150 transactions. I've taken my, my uh, you know, whatever, restructuring or resetting or pause or whatever you want to call it. And then now I, I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm Nicole and I go from 150 to what? So you went from like, 150 transactions a year to what, you know, what was the next big jump for you? Oh, so tier five, which is 250 units a year. Okay. But I'm only, this is just a quick rest stop, Michael. Yeah, no, I get it. I get yeah. it. I totally <laughs> understood. Yeah. So, but what I want to know is what were the keys? What, what were like the top two or three things that took you from 150 transactions a year to 250 transactions a year? Um, I mean, I hate to keep saying Google. But, but like Google really, yet, so that's good. Okay. Yeah. So, so talk about Google for a minute. What, what did you do with it? What did it do for you? Yeah. So Google allowed me to expand my market easily without mm-hmm. having to sign like 12 month contracts, six month contracts, $5,000 setup fee, all of that stuff. Um, so I was able to expand really quick. So for example, a few months ago, we had an agent that joined our team. It was a brand new market to us. And the day that she joined, we turned on our Google leads for that area. And she set nine listings. She actually signed nine listings within 45 days. Okay, and that wouldn't have been possible. Like, I'm not going to go buy realtor.com for that or Zillow or, you know, get locked into a long-term contract in that market. Well, okay. So the, but let me ask you this. It's not like you switched entirely over to, to Google, right? I mean, you just, you added Google to what you were already doing and you kept your other lead sources, true or false? Um, we kept most of our other leads. I cut, I was always a really big spender on leads. And so it was something I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did cut some expenses on, um, on our leads. Okay. Mr. So Garland. You did, you did cut some expenses on your leads. Okay. So Lee, I'm going to, I'm going to pull Lee in here in just a few minutes. Um, awesome. and so, okay. So you did cut some expenses on your leads. Um, but you, you, you added essentially, if, if I remember the number correctly, in the first year of doing Google, you did about 100 transactions through Google LSA and Google uh, GMB? Correct. So the last, it's going to average out to that. So we're averaging over 10 closed Google deals per month. Oh my gosh, that's phenomenal. Yeah. So it's okay. really like 120, but some months is higher and yeah. Okay. So over 100. That's awesome. All right. So then what is it you're doing with Google? If you had to give us, so, you know, in the, in the eight minutes we have left here, give us the, 
give us the Nicole Gooday, Coach Nicole. By the way, for those of you that don't know, Nicole is a Club Wealth coach. Uh, and so, you know, as with all of our coaches, she sells more real estate than the people she coaches. So she's in tier five now, which means she coaches people in tier four. Um, so Coach Nicole, tell me um, if you could give me the top three tips that you would give one someone for Google LSA, Google My Business, what would they be? Uh, make sure you're doing it daily mm -hmm. and inspecting what you're expecting. Um, make sure you're geotagging and then make sure you're answering the phone. Answering the phone is going to be the most important part of Google LSA. And so when you say, okay, and yes, I, that's huge. So talk about that. Let's, let's dig deep on that first. How, what, how important is it and what, how do they score you? Do they score you in, you know, how frequently answer the phone, how time frame? you know, how much does that count toward their algorithm, all that good stuff? So Google doesn't like post what their algorithms are, but everyone's saying that your answer rate has to be at least 80%. Um, the better your answer rate is, the more you're going to be featured in the, either the top two, if you're on the mobile site or top three, if you're on the computer. And that's really, really, really where you want to, you want to be. Okay, so say that part again between the, the mobile site and the computer. What is it? What, tell, tell us how that impacts it. Um, so if you grab your cell phone right now and you type in realtors near me, mm -hmm. um, on your cell phone, two of the Google screen agents will pop up. And on your computer, three of the Google screen agents will pop up. Gotcha. And so you want to make sure, and they kind of cycle everyone through it, but like the better performers are there, are going to be at the very top, like 80, 90% of the time when you check. Mm -hmm. So you just well, got to answer that. First of all, we know that the vast majority of search nowadays is mobile, number one. And number two, there's fewer spots at the top on mobile because they're only given the two instead of the three. So, you know, you're missing out on 33% of the opportunities to be front and center in front of a prospective client. So that is a big deal. Uh, Absolutely. 80% so of the calls that come in need to be answered. But if I remember right, you're doing a little better than 80%. Can you share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually have a hundred percent answer rate. So my, um, my Google calls that come in, go to our ISA team. And if our ISA team is, our ISA team works from 7am to 9pm, seven days a week. Um, we advertise on Google that we're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if, if the call comes in with the ISA team um, is off, then it's going to go to answer connect. Um, which is Club Wealth approved. If you go to the clubwealth.com forward slash answer connect, they have a really good savings plan on there. Um, but basically it's going to uh, go to a live answering service. And so they're going to answer it very professionally. And um, every time they answer mine, they say, Nicole Spellman group, you know, how can we help you? They're connecting with a live person. Um, so basically like when I call someone and I get their voicemail, sometimes I'll just, usually I hang up. Mm -hmm. But if you connect with a live person, people aren't naturally just going to hang up on that person. So it's helping convert more leads as well. And it's helping with the connections and the answer rates with your Google account. It's huge. And so it's, it's which is really good for their algorithm, which again, helps you expand into more areas, which helps you get more leads, which helps you. I mean, it just, it's a, it's a snowball effect. It, it works fantastically. All right. So uh, next you go back to brand new agent. Nicole Godet, which back then would have been Nicole Spellman. Uh, but you go back to brand new agent Nicole. What do you tell her? What advice do you give her? I mean, besides join Club All Sooner. Sure. Okay. And that, I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Obviously, I appreciate that. But I mean, but, but truthfully, like, what do you, and okay, and maybe that is it. I mean, that's fine. If yeah. it is. What, what do you, what do you tell her? What are the, what are the, if you could so, only tell three things, what three things would you tell brand new agent Nicole? 
start building your Google My Business page now because it's going to be huge in a few years. Um, definitely coaching and Club Wealth is my preferred coaching company. They've they've taken me so far and and uh, I've learned a lot and just the fact that I get a mastermind of people like Lee. Lee is actually the one that brought all the knowledge of Google LSA originally. Yeah. And I would have never heard about it and started like digging into it and just really nerding out on it if it hadn't been for Lee Garland. Mm-hmm. So um, just the fact that we get a mastermind with all these people and we get to get up on the cutting edge of technology and, and just share everything that we know. Um, yeah. So that would be number two, man, you want three, Michael? Well, and maybe number three is instead of it being for brand new agent, Nicole, maybe number three is brand new team leader, Nicole. What would you tell brand new team leader, Nicole? Don't sit with Michael at lunch. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, I mean, it it would probably be how long I was in tier four to -hmm. not take my foot off the gas. Mm -hmm. So, so, so let's talk about so in 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 that time that you're in tier four and getting from tier four to tier five, is there a difference in your lifestyle now versus when you were in tier four? Like you know, and and specifically in running your business, do you find that it's easier to run a larger larger business than it was to run a smaller business? Because you hear a lot of people say, Oh, I don't want 40 team members. That just sounds like 40 headaches. Yeah. So to me, it's it's actually easier because I have de- I've departmentalized everything. And so I have departments for everything mm-hmm. um, that I need. So if if you need a contract written, reach out to Sunny. He'll write the contract for you. Mm-hmm. Um, social media, you know, Google, ISA teams. How big an advantage is that, you know, as you ha- as you grow so big that you've got departments for everything, you've got a huge team now. How much easier is it to recruit now than it was when you had just two or three people on your team? Does that, or does it even make a difference? No, it, it's so much easier. So you'll probably kill me. And I probably shouldn't mention this, but uh, you're going to kill me. But I've, I let <laughs> off my foot on the gas for recruiting in my local market right now, just because my focus is the other markets. And it's every agent I talk to, they're like, okay, where do I sign up? Wait, hold on. I don't have to make cold calls and door knock. So you're going to warm transfer. You're going to transfer me warm leads. So what you're saying is it's a lot like back in the day when, you know, you built your, your, you know, when, when you went from, you know, 15 transactions a year to 150, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into kind of getting that train moving down the tracks. But once the train's moving down the tracks, it keeps moving and you just have to give just a little bit of effort to keep that momentum going. It's almost difficult to stop the momentum at some point, right? Absolutely. As long as you're still focusing on it, like it's, yeah, now you it's hard to stop it. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So you said you have some warm transfers coming in on your recruiting. How's that happening? Where are you getting those? I know um, said that everybody's wondering. No, for, uh, for like sellers and buyer leads. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. And that's yeah. because you have a full ISA team now. Yes. So okay. like, if you're my eight, if, if you're someone I'm trying to recruit, you know, I'm going to be telling you like, Hey, like, Oh, you're door knocking and cold calling right now. Oh, well, our ISA department, they're going to live transfer all the agents that are eligible for leads that day. Like, how does that sound to you, Michael? Yeah, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big plus. Now, let me ask you this. Do your agents also still prospect? Um, they, they do on their own. I don't have the requirements as much. Um, so I do check their phone calls and all of that. Every single lead that I've handed them has to be communicated with, mm-hmm. um, depending on if they're A, B, C, D. Um, we have all the tasks in place. So they're responsible. Their focus is uh, making sure 
that all of their leads are taken care of. The ISA is making sure all, all of everyone's leads are be, being taken care of. Um, but it really helps. Like I have some huge rock stars on my team now. Um, so like Jesse, he's on my team. He just turned 21 and he's our top producer this month. And he just goes and hustles and, and closes one, gone to the next. So when you say he's hustling, what is he doing to hustle? And this is gonna, and, and then I've got one last question for you before we wrap up. But um, but so tell me what when you say he's hustling, does that mean he's making phone calls on a regular basis? Is he setting a point? Is he doing lead gen, lead follow up, lead conversion? What's he doing? He is answering the phone when the ISA team calls. That's it. And saying yes, I can take this appointment. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. pretty awesome. No more cold calls for him. No more no more lead follow up calls. So so when he's when he's gone out and he's Showing somebody a property, is he following up with them now or is it somebody else's responsibility to follow up with them? Uh, it depends what he wants to do with it. If he wants to keep that lead, then he is he's the one that is responsible for the phone calls. Okay. Um, our ISA department is, our lead manager in our ISA department is constantly looking at leads and saying, oh, there's no contact, we're pulling them. Um, but yeah, he's responsible for following up with his leads that he's assigned that he's shown. If he does not want that lead, then he has to return it back to the ISA department. Okay. And give us a reason why, like, oh, they're not, a, you know, they have a 400 credit score. They don't have employment. Um, and then we'll make notes and follow up with them in the future. Right. Okay, good. All right. I like it. Uh, and so now the next thing I'm going to do, and by the way, Brittany, if you can hear me, could you have them turn that music down out there, please? I'd appreciate it. Um, and so somebody's playing. Hang on one second. It's a party okay. at Clubwell headquarters. Brittany's, uh, what's that? It's a party at Club Wealth headquarters. Yeah, right. I know every day it's like they got the music going. Okay, so here's what I want to do. What I want to do is I'm going to bring Lee on really quick. And I want to give the opportunity. Hold on, I'm getting a little bit here. There we go. It's back. It's gone. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to bring Lee on. And Lee, are you there? Lee Garland, Coach Lee. There he is. There. Oh my gosh. Oh, where are you? A much better uh, environment than I'm the here. I'm so, here. Coach Lee, here's what I want to do. Before, before we go to the Coach Lee Garland section of our of our podcast today, what I'd like to do is I'd like to have, have you ask Coach Nicole any questions you want to ask her. Well, you see, <laughs> Coach Nicole is in Louisiana. She's just right across the river from me. And um, so not only – I don't – I get to go see her. I'm going to get to go see Coach Nicole, and she is going to. I heard her give me some credit for a Google uh, LSA stuff, but she's mastered it, mm-hmm. absolutely mastered it. Mm-hmm. And she's already agreed to let me come over and visit, so she can get me set up and to make sure so that I can get a hundred, get ten closings a month out of Google LSA. I, I get closings. I do well with Google LSA, but Nicole Nicole has made it so much more efficient. And so um, I think I've already got what I need out of Nicole. That was the commitment to let me come visit her. And she's, I'm going to bring my computer and we're going to real time it. So let's, let's back up a step though. Let's, let's pretend for a minute that you're not uh, going to be able to do that. Let's pretend that you had to ask her your most burning question about Google LSA. What would it be? How much time does it take to do all of that? Oh, for you or for your admin staff? 
either. But um, for for adding, either way, it's time. Time is time. It's just whether or not I'm paying a whether or not I'm taking away from my four hundred dollar an hour rate, or whether I'm paying somebody ten to twenty dollars an hour to do it, or or VA or outside VA three to six dollars an hour to do it. So, but time is time. How much time does it take? What should I budget? time-wise to get it done? So the inspecting what you expect part, I would do five to 10 minutes a week of inspecting it and making sure it's good. Um, but for your for your VA staff or for your you know in-house admin staff, honestly, it takes less than 10 minutes a day for them to, to geotag it, to post it, to do the, your keywords. Um, we have a really cool tool now that Michael's gonna be mentioning at BSM, I believe. And it's going to kind of, it's what I posted in the tier three group and it's going to kind of show you, or in the main group, and it's going to show you. So I did 10 mile markers on it and we've been focusing so heavy on our main market because that's what I teach everyone at the club wealth events is focus in your market, get number one in your market before you, before you start geotagging other markets. Mm -hmm. um, and so I posted that and there's like four or five of them that were ranked like number one. There's a couple, one or two that were ranked two or three in. Um, and then like the Baton Rouge, like the Northeast, Northwest Baton Rouge part, we're like ranked 21 plus. Mm -hmm. um, and so it takes time to, to develop everything, but just focus. Like for you, you want to focus just in Brandon, Mississippi right now. You can add it. You can add Google LSA to all the other markets, but Brandon, Mississippi is going to be where you're going to be popping up number one all the time at first. Is it Brandon or Jackson? Well, he's north of Jackson, which is Brandon. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Right. Sorry. We'll just say Jackson, Mississippi, just like I'm from Baton Rouge, even though I live in Ascension Parish. Um, I love it. And by so the way, yeah, we don't, the reason I didn't know this because it doesn't say on Lee's name on his Zoom. I couldn't see where he was from. I, I just had to guess Jackson, Mississippi, but uh, I'm just giving you a hard time, Lee. Okay. Well, good stuff. I can take it. I can take it. So Nicole, well, at, least, at least he has the right name on his screen. Oh, I've got Tara on mine. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's freaking hilarious. All right. So that being said, Nicole, what I want to ask you is the final, the final question I want to ask you before we go to the League Arline section here is um, what, what do you want to say to us? What do, you, what do you want? If you could, you know, just get whatever message out there. I want to give you the final word here on your segment. What would you tell agents out there? And, and, I, and I know where you're going to go with this. I know the first thing that's going to come out of your mouth is you're going to be like, sign up for coaching. Okay, I get that. We get that. We love yeah. that. <laughs> but, but other than signing up for coaching, what would you tell them? Um, I mean, like Google's, Google's going to be the new thing. And so it already is the new thing. It's here. Um, don't just focus on Google LSA. You have to focus on Google My Business. YouTube is owned by Google. Um, do everything Google and it's... It's incredible. It, it changes your life. It changes your business. I would have never hit tier five as quick as I did without Club Wealth and Google. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yes. All right. Well, thank you very, very much. Now, Nicole, what I'd like to do is before I grill Lee and give him a chance to go crazy here, why don't you, before you roll, uh, assuming you've got just a couple of minutes, I'd love to have you just ask Lee any questions that you would like <laughs> to ask Coach Lee Garland. Well, Lee, what do you feel like you're going to be talking about most? That way we can wrap it up at the end of. Okay. So my, my topic today is about preparing or, or getting your business ready for a changing market. 
And um, I've done this for 26 years. I've been through changing markets. So I'm going to talk about something called the dip. And it's not, it is not the dip in the housing inventory market. It's the, it's the dip that happens with agents. Mm -hmm. And I'm also going to be talking about how to sure up your business to be ready to, for that changing market. Now we can, what if things forever to the day we're gone, but a man that is a man or a woman that is prepared is in a better position than somebody that's flying by the seat of their pants. And so it's prudent to be prepared no matter which way the market goes. And so we'll be talking about things to, that we do to, that I've done to sure up my business and look for opportunities in the midst of chaos. Love it, love it. Okay, Coach Nagal, you got any quite specific questions for Coach Lee? I do. And this is a topic I've seen a lot in the club golf group. Um, what are you doing to combat agent motivation and burnout? So I think we're reaching a brand new stage. Those agents who are burnt out and the motivation now, we need to be talking about this changing market. We need to be getting those agents fired up, ready because, you know, I'm so burnt out. My buyers can't get anything. We had to make 34 offers before we got our first house, our first contract accepted. We need to be talking about, you remember those days? They're about to disappear. And what's in front of you is the land of milk and honey. But to get to the land of milk and honey, you've got to walk through the desert or the forest first. And that's about to come because... We're in the last half of the year. Guess what comes up at the end of this year? All of those dues and all of these agents are running around. They're burnt out and they're scared and they're worried about this changing market. And the truth of the matter is the ones that suck it up and prepare, they ought to be, they ought to be so excited they can't even. Matter of fact, I'm having a hard time sitting down right now. I love it. It's the opportunities in front of them and if you're you know if your glass is half empty all the time you might as well just load up and go home you need to be looking at that glass and thinking this sucker's fixing to run over mm -hmm. and that's so i'm motivating my agents by the opportunity in front of us i know they're tired i know they're frustrated and i know they don't want to make the 12th phone call to that same lead. But now is the time to turn it on. And now is the time to really pull together around like-minded people with the same goal in front of them to make it happen. So it's about community cultures over the culture of a team or a company. I think that word is so overused. But the community, the group that you surround yourself with is the one that's going to keep you going. You know, when you're running that, you're when you're, you're running a mile by yourself, you get tired. But when you got five other people running that mile beside you, when you get tired, somebody's encouraging you. And so now more than ever, I, you, I'm bringing my team together 
I'm bringing people together and I'm talking about the just the opportunities and forget the negative. The negative, that's gone. It, it's gone. It's gone. It's time to get excited. And it, guess what? I mean, you can tell I'm excited right here. I mean, I'm fired up right now. If you're as a team leader or you're the broker or you're just the head of whatever department you're the head of, your attitude will be reflected in the faces and the attitude of those around you. Mm -hmm. So no matter how bad your day is, it's good. You got you got to get ready. I love it. That's awesome. I'm making a note right now. Um, high energy for my morning huddle tomorrow. I am going to bring the highest energy I've ever brought because of what Lee just said. It's exactly right. It's time to crank up. Michael had music in the background that he told him to turn down. He should have been screaming, turn it up, baby. Turn it up. Let's go. <laughs> well, during the day in the office, it is definitely turned up. Just when we're doing a podcast, it's probably good not to have that music in the background. But but uh, yes, it is turned up during the day for sure. And, you know, I'll tell you, Lee, on, on, to that note we noticed a market difference uh, uh, in, in terms of production and number of appointments set when we applied music in the entire office. And the type of music makes a difference, uh, believe it or not. What we found is that um, when we play old school rock, we get better results than when we play top 40, for example. Uh, go figure, like big hair bands win the day, I guess. I don't know, man. It's, uh, you know, never, never count Bon Jovi out, man. That guy's got it going on. <laughs> so, all right. That said, uh, Coach Nicole, thank you so much. I really appreciate you sharing your expertise and your knowledge with us. And uh, super looking forward to your, uh, your uh, presentation at Business Strategy Mastermind Conference coming up in October. And uh, so with that said, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to crank it with Lee. Now, you're welcome to stick around if you want to help me grill Lee. But I think that, you know, here in the last 16 minutes, it sounds to me like Lee's got some stuff prepared for us. I kind of just want to shut up and hear what you have to say, Lee. Okay. And, and by the way, for by way of credibility, can I just say, for those of you that don't already know, Coach Lee Garland, who's from just north of Jackson, Mississippi, this is a guy that does, he's from, he's from central Mississippi to the Gulf Coast. So covers a big swath, if you will. Uh, you know, kind of like, like most hurricanes can't cover the whole swath of what he covers, which is pretty awesome. So he's bigger than a hurricane, right? Like that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> so that being said, Coach Lee literally is closing for the last, I'm going to call it just over a decade, literally closing over 500 transactions a year with a team of, on, you know, in the last decade, you know, you've averaged, you know, I was, I'm going to say fewer than 10 agents on your team doing that volume of production, which is incredible. And that's something that a lot of people love to do play. With. So that being said, Coach Lee, take it away. The floor is yours. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for having me on today. I, I've been looking forward to this all afternoon. I sat down, made me some notes. Actually, it's not the only thing I did this afternoon. I actually, this morning before I went and made sure we got photos of a couple of new listings, although I'm a team leader and out of production in an expanding market, sometimes you have to get your hands dirty. So um, I've been out procuring business today and uh, thinking about what we're going to talk about and um, got really kind of excited about the fact that I get to share what to expect in a changing market. 
And um, I get so frustrated when I hear people talk about, oh, the sky's falling, the market's crashing, the mar what are we going to do? And, uh, you know, all of this negativity out there, interest rates are rising, you know, who cares? Who cares if interest rates are rising? Who cares if inflation is up? People still need a place to live. They need a place to live. So when all of those negative people go home, my question is, who's gonna be left? I know I'm gonna be here. I'm pretty sure Michael and Nicole are gonna be, matter of fact, I'm not even pretty sure. I know <laughs> Michael and Nicole are gonna be here. So who else is going to join on this train, get on this train and take advantage of the positives of this market. People need places to live, period. So now when when Michael, your your got your group contacted me to speak today, they said, could you change talk about changing markets? And so I thought, okay, yeah. Um, back in 04, 05, I actually started talking to my broker. I ran the number one Remax in the state at the time. I started talking to my agents about, hey, you need to be saving for a rainy day because this market is going to change and it's probably going to change in the next three years. Little did I know that I was pretty much on the money. Mm -hmm. And but the, I knew that by watching the market and being involved in in the associations and and NAR and being involved in different groups as we studied the market. And so I started talking about sa saving for a rainy day. And in 07, 08, we all know what happened. It started raining. Well, in my MLS, and this is and I'm going to talk about the dip. And what I mean by the dip is the dip in agent count. Mm -hmm. Because in my MLS, and I'm from small town Mississippi, but in my MLS, we went from 12, 1300 agents before the market got really, really good to about 2,500 agents. Wow, that's more than double. Holy cow. More than double. We went from 1,200 to about 2,500. And then the market, 07, 08, market started crashing. Now, Mississippi was fortunate. Our market didn't go into the negative. We, most, we, we mainly kind of flatlined. And, but what happened during that, that time when the market cr started to change, crash, if you want to call it that, that agent count was up 2,500. And then all of a sudden, the people, those agents got desperate. And you started seeing people cut commissions. You started seeing people do unethical things, um, maybe. And they were, they, it was, they were fighting tooth and nail to procure any piece of business they possibly could. And then they started having to pay dues, renewal dues, mm -hmm. and they got out of business. So, and, and so when the market inventory flatlined, you still had all of the agents in and they were fighting tooth and nail for the business. And then they stopped renewing 
And when that dip in the agent, the count of agents went, we went from 2,500 almost to less than a thousand. So we lost so more. Fewer than, than you had, yeah. Lost more than what we had. Wow. And so when that happened, the people who did not stop marketing, the people who did not stop calling, the people who actually got creative and came up with unique seller um, programs, USPs, those agents survived the business. Now, did they have to tighten their belts? Absolutely. But they continued marching forward through the dip of the agent exit. And then they were in the land of milk and honey. Mm -hmm. I made more money. I had more listings when the market crashed than I did prior to. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is I made it up and I made my mind up that I was in this to win it. I was not in this to sink. I was not in this to pack my bags and go home. I was in this because this is my career. It is my profession and it's my lifelong absolute. It, it's not a job. It is my career. It's my lifelong calling in real estate to be here, to help other people and to influence people, not only buy and sell houses, but agents to build their businesses. Mm -hmm. So I started pouring into my agents, encouraging them. So here's the deal though. We're talking to, and we're already seeing markets slow. We're already seeing agents starting to some get out of the business even. Mm -hmm. And they are scared, but it's not time to be scared. It's time to be smart. It's time to look at your profit and loss, mm -hmm. figure out, okay, is there anything I can cut that's wasteful? Because, you know, we've all lived really big mm -hmm. over the last couple of years. You know, when COVID came, we thought we were all going to the poorhouse. And the truth is we all went and bought new cars and new houses and new boats and new everything. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of stimulus getting spent. Yeah. So instead of, you know, so you need to look right now, if you haven't already, and you should have already done it. So if you're listening to this podcast today, you're already behind. You need to be looking at your P&L. What is it that you have been wasting money on because of your ego? What is it that you've been wasting money on because or, or what is it that your team or you are not doing? Are you buying leads and not calling them? And when I say call them, if you call them once, you didn't call them. If you call them three times, in my opinion, you didn't work that lead. If you call them seven times, now we're getting somewhere. But if you're not touching, if you're, if you got lead sources that you're not fully engaging in calling seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 times, you need to ask yourself, do I need to, am I going to call? Am I going to reach out or should I cancel it? Because if the market does dive and you have that contract in place, all of a sudden you're going to wake up one day and you're going to realize that your PL just changed and you're no longer profitable 
because used to it was easy. Anybody could sell real estate. Um, you're going to have to learn how to educate your sellers in this particular market. So the first thing I'm going to tell you to do is look at your P&L. Mm -hmm. Cut wasteful expenses. But do not cut the things that made you who you are. Do not cut your marketing unless it is ego marketing. <laughs> I like that. Tell me the difference between ego marketing and effective marketing. Ego marketing is going is and, and I'm probably I'm probably going to step on somebody's toes. And if I step on your toe, if you're listening, watching this and I step on your toes, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize in advance. But the truth is, life is not fair and you need to hear this. If you've got a billboard just to see your name up in lights or you've got a TV commercial just to see yourself walk across that television screen and you're not doing that in a large scale, you're probably doing it just to see yourself on TV. You're probably doing it just to see yourself when you're driving home and or so your friends can see you. Um, but so if you've got multiple, if you've got frequency in these items, you should be able to tell if people are calling or responding to you. you they should be saying, hey, we see you everywhere. I saw your billboard. I called you because of your television commercial, mm -hmm. whatever. But if you don't have people telling you they saw you there or saw you everywhere, it's not working. Mm -hmm. it's not working so there is so that's ego marketing to me it's just because everybody else does it or it makes me cool well you know and i saw this guy that was you know i saw this guy named you know such and such who sold <laughs> two thousand houses last year and oh. he had 20, 25 billboards well you know how much money did he make I think I think I know exactly who you're talking about. And, and you know, you're right about that. I mean, really, you know, Coach Lee, what you're what you're saying is, guys, we're in business to be profitable. And, and it's not enough to just get the accolades and have the, you know, the production to be able to say, look, I sold three billion houses and, you know, look at the billboards I've gotten, all the cool stuff I've done. That's all fine and good. But at the end of the day, we got to be able to be profitable in this business so we can take that profit, invest it in passive income sources so that someday, and by the way, Coach Lee, I know in the last you know, couple of years, I know you've done very, very well with your passive uh, investment portfolio, your real estate portfolio. And, and uh, you know, time permitting, I think we should touch on that a little bit too. Uh, but, you know, to get there, you've got to understand your PL. You've got to be setting money aside. You've got to be, you've got to be living on less than you make and, and taking that surplus and investing it in places that are going to create income for you and they're going to take advantage of compound interest instead of paying it. So yeah, and in talking about income, I, I actually have been with my agents this past week. I have been, I've sat down with every one of them, and we've talked about not just a transaction goal. We've talked about revenue goals, mm -hmm. profit goals. And if if your life is all about how many transactions you can do, <laughs> you're in for a rude awakening. Absolutely. Because when this this dip that I'm talking about, you can do when agents get desperate, 
and they start listing property for free just so they can have a listing and get a buyer opportunity and you have to compete against that, it may be that you find that instead of getting your X number of apples, now you get half an apple mm -hmm. um, because they just took the transaction opportunity away from you. Or if you had to compete against them you for the transaction, but you should be looking at profit because what would you rather have? Would you rather have a hundred transactions and make $250,000 a year or would you rather have 50 transactions and make $350,000 a year? Okay, so Coach Lee, first and foremost, I completely agree with you. That said, we've got to address the flip side as well, because obviously it's better to have, you know, the higher net income. The problem I see oftentimes is that agents come to me and say, well, Michael, I'm I just, I'm just not going to do volume transactions. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm just going to do high-end stuff and I'm going to profit all this money on it and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I think that we need to address the flaw in that thing thing too. I mean, because there is a big it's flaw. It's kind of like it's both end, right? I mean, it's not just, I, I not only do I want the profit, but I, I want the transaction count that leads to the profit. And, and it's hard to have profit if your transaction count's too low. I mean, what are your thoughts? I'm, so what happens is it goes back to what I was talking about on billboards and television as well, this frequency, is if you don't have enough transactions running through your business, then, and, and let's just say the transaction count drops, then you lose market share. Mm -hmm. And when you lose market share, it's hard to gain it back. It's hard to get it back. So profitable is incredibly important, but you've got to, you've still got to keep your market share up because if your market share is not increasing, it's decreasing, then the truth is your business is dying. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so it is a fine line, but you, you know, there's a lot of agents out there that spend every dollar they get. Mm-hmm just to Definitely have can hit the number of transactions just like there's some brands out there and 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 i'm not naming any names but uh there's some brands out there that you know that talk about how many transactions they do or how many agents they have and blah 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 i don't care how many you know that helps you in being top of mind but it can also i mean how many millions of dollars did open door and zillow lose well, the good news is now that they have, have joined forces, they can now lose that money at greater scale. I, I mean, I, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I don't I don't want to get so caught up on transactions and revenue, yeah. but you do need a revenue goal on top of your transaction goal. If you don't have that, you really don't understand your business. Yep. Yep. Completely. And so when you're getting ready for a changing market, First thing you're going to do is you're going to look at your PL and you're going to make, you're going to fine tune it. The second thing you're going to do is you're going to need to look at what your opportunities are. Basically, you're going to do a SWOT analysis on your business. And you should do this every, every year to three years anyway. You should do a SWOT analysis. Look at the strengths of your business, the weaknesses of your business, the opportunities, and the threats. And sometimes the threats, the threats really are not changing interest rates but that's not a threat the threat is it might be how much screen time you're spending on your phone or computer or how much time you spend going to 
I know we got a conference coming up at BSM, uh, and I'm not saying don't go to conferences, but if you're a conference junkie and you don't ever work, that's that could be a threat to your business. Mm -hmm. Super true. There, there's definitely a balance to be had there. So look at so you need to look at the opportunities that are before you. When the market 0708 market crashed, I was heavy in retail prior to that up until about 04. And in 04, I started like, hmm, this rising market is getting dangerous. So I started looking at, well, what other opportunities? How could I diversify my business? Mm -hmm. I was all retail, resale retail or new construction. So I started reaching out and I started getting involved in some REO business. Next thing you know, I had this book of REO business. And when the market crashed, guess what took off? REO replaced my retail sales and, you know, short sales. I got short sale designations and God, I hated them. I hated them. But I still did them because I did what I needed to do to make the business right. And when other people said, I don't want to do that, I'm not going to do that. And they went home. Well, they went home for good. My business thrived. Mm -hmm. When the market started changing again and REOs went away, guess what? All of those listings and all of those opportunities that that REO market gave me, it gave me presence. And I came back stronger in the retail world than ever. And so you need to be looking, you know, are you, do you have an REO designation? Do you have a short sell? Do you have short sell knowledge? Are you looking at, um, are you doing seller webinars on how to sell your property in this market? Are you doing buyer webinars to generate leads? Because People, the, the internet's the easy button, right? We can push the easy button on the internet, but the truth is when things get hard, they want to talk to somebody mm -hmm. and you've got to be the one they talk to. So if you're doing those buyer webinars or seminars and seller seminars, then you're going to be the one that's in front of them. So now you need to start reaching out into the community more than ever right now more than ever uh, your sphere of influence some of you forgot you had one because well it's been easy you need to get back into calling them Lee, i'm so glad to hear you that can, can i say you know it bothers me it's, I, I say it bothers me it just it never ceases to amaze me how you know agents just think that the, the way it's been in the last five ten years is just the way it always is and and lee i as a couple of old guys here i think you and i can uh can safely say that's not true. We've been through a thing or two and we've seen the other types of markets. And sometimes those transitions can be really, really brutal as you, you know, as you so clearly pointed out with the data on the number of agents in Mississippi as that grew and shrunk. And, uh, and I just, you know, for anybody that's been in the business less than I'll say even 10 years, you know, anybody, anybody that got in the business, let's say after uh, 2011, they don't know what a tough market is yet. They've not been through a tough market yet. And it will separate the strong from the weak. I mean, would, would you agree? Absolutely. And, and as those market times extend and the people who've been enjoying such a great market, the agents that have been enjoying it, their bills are going to get tight. Mm 
mm-hmm. market times extent. And if they're not educating their sellers on, on the fact that the seller should not be chasing the market down, meaning that, well, I'm going to list up re- really high up here and, you know, we'll just, that's what we're going to do. We're going to list high. And the next thing you know, everybody else has dropped their price and you're still up here and the property gets shelf worn. You're going to, as a listing agent, you're going to have to be more engaged with your sellers now more than ever. You're going to have to be letting them know this is a showing activity we've had. There's been 57 price reductions in within the community over the last week. Uh, are you sure you want to stay at this price or should we reduce it so that you still maximize your dollar? Um, because they may hang out to the point where they're, instead of losing what they thought they were going to lose $5,000, maybe they lose $50,000 because they chased the market down instead mm-hmm. of were proactive. But as agent, if agents aren't proactive in educating their sellers and procuring more business right now, then the paychecks are going to get spaced further apart and stress will build and you may find yourself out of the business. So your sphere of influence, you need to get involved with them. You need to be socializing with them. You need to, uh, again, go back to your P&L, check your P&L, start working on listings. Heaven forbid, get tons of listings right now. Tons of listings right now. List everything you can, everything. And, and, right, and the truth is, you can still list high, it still may sell. And it may sell for more. But by having that listing, you're going to create opportunities with buyers. And more signs you have in the yard, they're little mini billboards. You don't need a billboard on the interstate. You need a billboard in, on every block of the neighborhood you live in. I love that. You're right about that. You know, we've had that conversation before where, you know, you, you and I have, where people go out, they get one billboard and they think it's going to make a difference in their business. No, one billboard is just a stupid expense. But when you get 15, 20 billboards, that can make a difference in your business because now you're everywhere. Now the perception is everywhere I turn, I'm seeing, you know, LeeWillBuyIt.com. I mean, holy cow, you know, it's like everywhere I go, there's Lee. But if it's just on the one, it's, it's really not that impactful especially not for the money that's invested. But when the market shifted, that's what I did. I looked at in 07, 08, I looked at my P&L. I looked at the opportunities and I'd already started chasing those opportunities before it shifted. Mm -hmm. And I was letting my agents know. And then as the agents started getting out of the business, well, we started picking up the pieces. And as we picked up the pieces, we grew and we reinvested that money because the mar- all markets are going to cycle through. So we started reinvesting that money. So when the market changed, we came out stronger than ever on the retail side. And so, and today, as Nicole was talking about in a pr- previous episode, we were, she was talking about GLS, Google mm-hmm. My Business. The internet is, is COVID, let's face it, COVID has brought some good things to the table, mm-hmm. such as being, you know, being able to use Zoom or do video conferences made that mainstream. And but it also made the internet more more desirable. People use it more. And 
because of that, uh, they look at Google. And if you're the first agent they see, they're just going to select the easy button and they're going to call you. So you need to strengthen your GLS position on Google. But every producer I've talked to that's been in this business for a long time, I was talking to one last night, she's out in San Diego, mm -hmm. 27 years in the business, and we were having a very similar conversation. Uh, I was talking with one over in North Carolina the other day and one over in Texas. And when I say these are, I'm talking about producers doing 600, 700,000 transactions a year, big, big time people. They're going back to the basics. Mm -hmm. The shiny objects that we've all spent this easy money on, they work sometimes. But what we do know is strong PL, lots of listings, sphere of influence, um, and market presence is the key. Follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up. I could probably say it for 10 minutes. <laughs> and it wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> and it wouldn't be wrong. No. Follow up is the key. Um, and as a team leader or broker, now's the time to be getting rid of the dead weight. You know, I, I'm really, okay, so I, I'm glad you brought that up, Coach Lee, because so, you know, we talk about addition through subtraction. Can you can you tell us why? Talk to the team leader right now. There's there's team leaders out there that, you know, they're afraid. Now, there's 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 two different dynamics here. First, you get those team leaders that just want to fire everybody and implode their team, and that's scary to me. Uh, but then you also have the team leaders that have a sizable enough team and need to trim a little fat, need to trim, uh, you know, the the vineyard, so to speak. How do you know? How do you know when it's time to let somebody go and when you need body count so that you've got enough momentum that people want to join your team? And how do you determine that? So it, it, it is, a, it's almost a science. Mm -hmm. um, one, first off, what's real easy in this, if that team member or that brokerage agent is negative, constantly negative in your business, affecting others if they are not respectful of your time or your systems they need to go period because i don't care how much they produce their attitudes affect every other attitude in your office on your team they need to go mm -hmm. uh, i fired my biggest money-making producer years ago and as a matter of fact, I, I remember it still like it was yesterday. She told me I couldn't fire her and I was a fool for firing her. And well, when I did, guess what? I had people come to me and say, well, now we'll come to work for you because mm -hmm. she's not there. Mm -hmm. And I made more money and I had peace. I slept and I liked going into the office. It just got so good. Um, but so... If they're bad, if they're if they are negative, they gotta go. Yeah. Now, body count. Depending on your brokerage style or your team style, body count may be beneficial mm -hmm. because that agent that does three to five deals a year, if they are and you need to look at it, if they're not sucking up your time, they're not wasting your leads, then 
if you got 10 of those agents doing five deals a year, that's 50 transactions, mm -hmm. 50 transactions. And, you know, if you, your average commission is $8,000, that's a pretty nice little income to pay for staff and stuff in your office. Mm -hmm. But if they are taking leads, if they're taking opportunity away from your other agents. Now they're costing you money if they're not working that opportunity. I had a, I had a lady years ago, loved her. Um, so she did everything I asked her to do. When I said, call the lead, reach out to the lead, do it 10 times within the first seven days, she would do it. She'd follow up with them, but she would never ask them if they wanted to buy or sell a house. She would, and I, I say this all the time, don't be like Lee. Um, I fed her thousands hmm. of leads, oh. thousands. She closed like four transactions, period. Oh, geez. So she took all of this business. And what I realized was she was taking food off the table of my other agents. Because mm -hmm. it, it weren't that they were bad leads. She just couldn't convert. And somebody like that needs to be should not be on your lead rotation but they may be a great team player and great for your organization as long as they are not taking your leads and throwing them in the trash can well and that just it, it, to your point it depends on the model that you're running right like if you're running a downline organization right then there's nothing wrong with having her in your downline at an exp or a real or the, you know one of those types of brokerages because you're not feeding her leads to your point but you know and and even if you have on your team, some people have their team segmented up where they've got, you know, the kind of A, B, and C team within the team. And if she's on that C team and not taking leads, okay, great. As long as, again, she's not negative and that sort of thing. Um, or if you're running a team and a brokerage, you know, where you, you know, you own the brokerage and great, let her be a brokerage agent, but she doesn't have to be on the team taking leads and she can still be a part of your world and you can still help her out and be a part of her world. So I like that, Lee. I, I think that's great advice. But that agent also, if that agent's in the office and, and taking, if your top producing agent takes, let's just say your top producing agent takes two hours of your time a week mm -hmm. and your lowest producing agent takes five hours of your time a week, you probably need to reassess the situation. Mm -hmm. If your top producing agent is contributing to the team and your lowest producing agent is not, you need to find a different seat for your lowest producing agent. If your lowest producing agent is distracting your top producing agents, they need to go. But if they're encouraging and they're not taking up time, then that's somebody that you should you could consider keeping. I'm running a program with my team right now called Extra. Mm -hmm. And um, the, they get an extra, the people who signed up for that get an extra 20 minutes with me a month individually. That may not sound like a lot. But to them it is. But to them, it's mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Because they're giving me, because they are willing to spend extra time and they're giving me some extra time, I'm willing to give my time to them and help them grow. We're helping each other grow. 
what has happened is that little group already has got together and they're motivating each other because they know that they are doing extra. They're, they're doing what the team normally does, but they're doing more on top of it. And now they have come, they've kind of come together as their own little tribe that's putting forth an extra effort. And imagine if your whole team was that way. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's it just starts, you know, it starts with the seed that you plant. You know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because, and, and you know, I think, I think we talked about this earlier where, you know, the culture, the, the term, the term culture, I think is often misused, overused, whatever. But the reality is that team culture really makes a difference in team productivity and team culture does start with the team leader. You know, you walk into the office in a bad mood, you know, in the morning, guess what? You're going to spread that bad mood to everybody on your freaking team. I mean, you can't do that. I mean, there may be days where you as the team leader just need to stay the heck out of the office because you're not in the right frame of mind to convey what needs to be conveyed for them. And you, you definitely don't want to poison your own well. Right. Uh, and so, it's like peeing in your own Cheerios. Not a good thing, right? And so, you know, we've we've got to understand that for better or for worse, the team leader is going to plant that seed. And that seed will grow if it's given the right ground to fertilize or, you know, the, the right ground to grow in and it's properly watered and fertilized and all that. But even if you give, if you plant the right seed and you've got the wrong ground or, the you know, you got the wrong people in there, well, that, that could be tough too. Right. Uh, and so you've got to make sure that that you're constantly calling out those people that are not a good culture fit and that you're bringing more in all the time. So um, so Lee, and, and, and I, I want to be respectful of your time. And I know that we've gone over time and I, and I hope you're OK on, on time here for a little bit. I'm, I'm really... Well, I thought we still had 20 minutes. Oh, good. Well, I... <laughs> uh, do we not? Well, I thought I thought. Yeah, I thought. OK. We can, you know what, Michael, I'm excited to be here. I'm freaking pumped about what's happening in this market and where we're going. The opportunities here are amazing. And if you think I got time to sleep or go goof off or do, you know, the best thing I can do for my business, the best thing anybody on this webinar, this is, I don't even know what we're on right now, this podcast, you're on. <laughs> Can do for their business is get freaking excited and forget about time go out there and have some fun be excited go out there and make some things happen and now, now don't miss your appointments don't do that no no but um and to make sure that you keep your significant other happy well, and Lee, but Lee, let's let's talk about that for a minute. I want to talk about a couple of things real quick here because because I think that you're you're perfectly positioned to share this with us. So, uh, and, and by the way, it looks like Coach Nicole might still be on with us. And Coach Nicole, if you want to jump in here, feel free to jump no, in. No, I am soaking up all this wisdom. I always love to hear both of y'all talk. This is good stuff, right? I, like I'm really yeah. enjoying this. But you know, so Coach Lee, you know, you you love to fish. You go out on that Gulf Coast in your little boat, and you just you're like Gilligan out there trying to find a hurricane, right? Skipper, like I told totally you. Not <laughs> oh, that's right. I guess you're the skipper, right? So, but, but here's where I'm going with this. You enjoy that, but you also genuinely enjoy your work. And, and I think that this is something that people, if you look at the top producers across the country, I think this is a common trait in the top producers across the country. They enjoy the work. They, it's not just the destination. Yes, they're focused on, you know, hey, we've got some goals we want to accomplish and we've got a direction we're headed. 
but it wouldn't matter if they got there or not. They enjoy the journey. And I know that sounds very, very cliche. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm trying to find a way to explain it that's not cliche because I do think that it's a very important component in overall success, both at work and at home. And I'll tell you why. And then I want to hear your thoughts on this. If you don't enjoy what you do at work, then when you get home, you're in a rotten mood right? Because, because I had a bad day at work because nothing was fun at work. I just, you know, and it was, and I was, I was doing this all day at work. I was having conflict with myself or the job itself or the career itself or whatever, or even people at work. And so when I get home, what naturally happens is I carry that conflict with me into my personal life. The opposite though, I think is also true. And I look at people that are genuinely happy people that generally enjoy what they do and they and they, they enjoy what they do for a living they get home they feel fulfilled now they get to go be home and be happy tell i want to hear from both of y'all start with lee and then go to nicole what are your thoughts on that so i i use the term all in uh-huh. a lot when you onboard onto my team i'm going to ask you if you're all in mm-hmm. and what i mean by that is when you're at work, are you all in? Are you fully engaged in what you're doing to where you do it to your extreme best? And then when you go home, are you all in at home? Are you fully engaged with your significant other, with your kids? Are you fully engaged with Whatever it is you're doing there, mm-hmm. are you or or are you distracted all the time and not good, not great mm-hmm. at everything you do? Mm-hmm. And so you've got to be all in. And uh, I want to say a name. It's a different coaching company, Floyd Wickman. Um, I think he's like Floyd. He's a good guy. I I think he has earned the right to be mentioned in any platform. 100%. Absolutely. But I took sweat hogs my second year in the business. And back then, for for those of you on this, we picked up the phone book and we cold called random names in the phone book. Well, we well first of all, hold on, Lee. Back when when you were and I were brand new in the business, we didn't pick up the phone book. We picked up the stone tablets that people's names were. Yeah, just- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, my feet still hurt from breaking. <laughs> um, but um, the so Floyd Whitman in that class taught me something very valuable. Mm-hmm. Take a day and a half off every week. Mm-hmm. My second year in the business, somebody came to me and said, you got to take a day and a half. Matter of fact, in this class, if you didn't take a day and a half off, you got a strike. And three strikes, you were out of the class that you paid for. Mm-hmm. Day and a half off every week. And I've lived by that ever since. And now, I mean, there's been years that I've traveled 20 weeks, 24 weeks out of a year. How many weeks for, are in a year? Did for business do? or for personal? Both. Okay. Uh-huh. But, you know, in order to walk away from your real estate sales business and travel even for business, mm-hmm. it has to be right. Yep. Yep. Um, I spend I spend three to four days at my coast house now mm-hmm. a, a week. And I spend three to four days, depending on the week, in my business in Brandon. 
So are you all in or are you just good at what you do? Because if you're all in, you're great. You know, it's it's okay. So I, I agree with you, but I want I want to put yourself in the shoes of the newer agent today, right? Let's go back to, you know, the agent that's, you know, they're in tier two, right? They're doing 25 to 75 transactions a year. They're struggling, man. They're in the grind. Like they're, they're, they're thinking, they're hearing you say this and they're saying, man, I don't know, Lee, 20 weeks a year off. There's no way I could possibly travel 20 weeks a year. And, you know, let, let alone, you know, taking the day and a half a week off. How am I going to do this without imploding my business? How am I going to survive? Start with a half day. Okay. Start, but if you've got to have time to recharge your brain, mm -hmm. if you don't, you're in a rut. And if you're in a rut, you can't see the other side. Mm -hmm. And matter of fact, you're so much in a rut, you're not even listening to people who have made it to the other side that are training you or helping you get out of it. All you're doing is when you should be looking up and looking at somebody that's done it, saying, hey, recharge your brain. You can't take a day and a half, fine, take half a day. You can't take half a day. You know what? When you go home tonight, turn the sucker off, lay it down, because the truth is there's nothing that you are going to do after 6 p.m. in the evening that's going to change the outcome of that deal prior to 8 o'clock in the morning. But Lee, but Coach Lee, what if I get a lead after 6 o'clock? What if I miss it? Well, if you're on your game the rest of the day, that one lead's not going to matter. Because remember, you said we're talking about tier two. We're talking about people that can't afford assistance. We're talking about people who don't have, you know, find you. An, you know what I found? I found an agent within the company I worked with that had similar morals as me, similar work ethic as me. And we traded the freak off. We let each, I let her run. I let her have my business and she let me, it's a fair trade. Mm -hmm. And I recharged my brain. I was second year in the business. I wasn't doing a hundred deals. Matter of fact, my second year, I think I did 47. I think Nicole probably had me beat on that. <laughs> um, That's because you didn't join Club Wealth soon enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's because I was in a rut. Um, so, so you know, when you when you when you talk about that though, and 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 I want to 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 the credit of both of you, you know, you talk and, and Coach Nicole, I, you know, as 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 those of you that have been listening are probably well aware by this point, Coach Nicole's very passionate about club wealth, and I appreciate that a lot. And 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 I tell you, I, I believe the reason why is because of people like Coach Nicole and Coach Lee. It's here you've got two individuals out of, and, and there's what, 85 plus coaches at, at Club Wealth now, all of whom sell more real estate than the people they coach and all of whom have been where you are today. You know, whoever's watching, Nicole and Lee have been there. <laughs> like they've, they've been through what you're going through right now. It's not news to them. They've been through it. And if you want to learn how to get through it, to Lee's point, you need to look to and listen to somebody who's been where you are and figured out how to get to the other side and then just do what they freaking say. Don't argue. Just do it, right? I mean, I, I see and look at the nodding. Then I look at you guys. I'm seeing this these agreement, the, the, the nodding in agreement here from both of you, and and I just 
I get very passionate about this because so often people want to be a blame thrower, right? They want to say, oh, it's this person's fault, or it's that thing's fault, or it's my lack of this, or Lee's better looking than me, Nicole's smarter than me. Like, what? Like, none of that matters. I mean, it may all be true, but it doesn't matter. That's not what's keeping you from success. And, and then, you know, Coach Lee or Coach Nicole will tell them, hey, you know, do this, 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 and this. And they won't oftentimes do the very basics, but the people that I've seen, in, and, and I'll speak to specifically people inside Club Wealth, but I've seen it outside of Club Wealth as well. The people that I have seen that just say, that, that just literally shut up, listen to those who have been before and do exactly what they say, they might not enjoy it in the beginning, but they find success. And then once they start finding some success, they figure out how to make it their own. They figure out how to tweak it and to do it in a way that is in harmony with kind of how they want their lifestyle to be, but you got to kind of get a taste of it first. I mean, what are your thoughts guys? So that was kind of like my point on the either, you either want it or you don't. Um, Mm -hmm. And so while you were just saying all that, I remembered right when I became a coach um, with club wealth and I remember you messaging or you congratulated me on it. And you said, now don't mess this up. You don't even remember it probably. I remember. But I was like, oh my God, I can't mess this up. Like, you know, I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And I haven't messed it up yet. Well, and not only have you not <laughs> messed it up, you know, here's the thing. Of all the lives you've changed, and 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 I think it goes without saying, and, and I hope that you recognize it. I know Lee has seen it in your in you and in himself, but you think about all the lives you guys are changing first and foremost, by being a coach, it's your life that you're changing. You know, you think, you, you think about, you know, cause when you're giving someone advice, what do you want to do? You're, you're meant, you know, your brain wants to be congruent, right? When you put it out there and you say, Hey, you should do this, this, and this, if you're not doing that, that feels incongruent, right? Our subconscious mind, that's like nails on a chalkboard to our subconscious. Our subconscious is saying, Hey, wait a minute, Nicole, you're not calling every day, or you're not doing this, that, and the other, whatever the thing is that you just told somebody to do. And so it starts to work on us subconsciously and our subconscious starts to say, hey, look, we need to start bringing some things in alignment here. And all of a sudden our life changes, like like hearing Lee talk about balance and talk about, you know, the importance of being all in at work and at home, you know, really reminds me of how important that is. And when he hears himself say it, I have a feeling that any incongruency that exists, and I can tell you that there's not a lot of incongruency there. Lee is all in on everything he does. But that being said, all of us have some level of incongruency. All of us do. Uh, and so as he says that out loud, that little bit of incongruency somewhere deep down inside is saying to Lee, hey, man, you this is the thing. And you know what it is. And, and you don't need to say it, Lee, but there's whatever it is, there's a thing that that Lee's got to bring into congruency and his subconscious will work on that because he put it out there that other people should do it. I, I mean, I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, uh, Coach Lee. What do, what do you think? So it's along the same lines. It's exactly right. It's affirma- The reason people say affirmations mm-hmm. is to keep themselves in the right room. It's mm-hmm. to keep, and, and when you're not in the right room, the affirmation the reason I, I mentioned doing the SWOT analysis earlier. The, the, the threats are not interest rates. The threats are really you. Mm-hmm. And so, and just like the people that I have doing extra with me, they had to do their SWATs. And the reason I wanted them to do their SWATs is I wanted their threats on a piece of paper on their desk. So when they're sitting there and they realize they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing and they look over and they say, oh, 
that that threat has just got in the way, you've got to recognize that to change it. And you don't pine on it, hmm. but you've got to always be plugging positive stuff in your brain. And you've got, and when you when you plug it in there and something is not the same, your brain is going to say, you better do something about it. And if and and you you need to be man or woman enough, you need to be strong enough to do something about it. Um, I, I've got to add this, mm-hmm. uh, and and we talked about this right when I came on. Um, there's also a danger for that agent who's been around a long time. Oh, I'm so glad. This literally, I literally wrote it down. You you say it, I won't say it, but literally, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Talk to us, Lee. So. I, I hope I got it right, Michael. Well, it, um, but the agent that's been around for a while, that's done this, uh, and for for however many years or how successful they've done it, don't think you're too good to learn from somebody else. Nicole said it earlier. She got into G Google My Business GLS because I brought it to the table. And what did I say the first thing when we first started? I'm going to go to Nicole's office and have her teach me, who brought it to her, how to make it better. Don't ever get too big for your bridges to learn from somebody else, even if you're the one that's provoked the conversation. You're the one that started the conversation. Don't be too prideful to ask for help or go and learn something from somebody that is, and Nicole is probably, I don't know how many transactions you're going to do this year. Nicole is probably more than me. And you know what? I'm so freaking excited about that. If it is, I am, I hope you get your Mississippi license and I hope you come in here and you just take over. I'm excited about that, but don't be the guy or the woman that stands in the way of your own progress because you're too prideful to go and ask somebody for help that's literally what i had written down see that i literally had written down pride cycle that was literally the question that i wanted to have you guys talk about because i see the greatest threat to tiers four and higher is p and and i'm telling lee you and nicole both you guys have seen this over and over and over again in inside club wealth even where people where we've helped people go from you know tier one to tier four, five, six, seven, and and people and, and all of us are guilty of this. Every single human being on the planet is guilty of this. If we weren't, we'd be translated. We we wouldn't we wouldn't need the, the you know the the grace of God to, to get us where we got to go. That being said, we've got to be aware of this because what happens is when when a lot of people when they get to that level, they get to that, you know, usually happens in about mid to late tier four, certainly by tier four, five and six, it's very common, not in everybody, but it's very common. And, and I mean, we've got some very, very humble people in Club Wealth now. You two are very much among them. And I'm thinking like, like, like Kyle right now as well. You know, I think, you know, here's some people that and Donnie and the people that are doing just an amazing amount of business and yet are some of the most humble people I know. And it's, I got to believe not, come easily. I, I, I got to think that you guys have made a conscious effort to remain humble because if you don't, it's just so easy to believe our own hype and to, and to believe that, you know, because the reality is as compared to most people, yeah, you're killing it. Like you're doing really, really well, but it's hard to remember that, Hey man, we're just all just another squirrel trying to get a nut. 
Like everybody's going through something. And by the way, it, it, it was funny. I, I heard Tom Hanks. I think it was Tom Hanks uh, said this uh, at a roundtable discussion with some several other actors. And he was talking about, he says, you know, when, when things are really tough, just remember this too shall pass. And remember when things are really good, this too shall pass. <laughs> and I think it's really easy to remember the one, but the other, sometimes we get a little caught up and forget that this too shall pass. And so I guess the, here's the question I have for you guys. How can we have the confidence as agents? Cause it, you've got to have a level of confidence to get to a certain level of success. Confidence and success go hand in hand, especially at the higher levels. Um, so how do you, I'm, I'm speaking specifically for you two, how do you two do it? And then what would you recommend to agents? How do you manage the balance between having lots of confidence and remaining humble enough that you don't get wrapped up in that wrong part of the pride cycle and implode everything? Because the, 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 the reality is when you're humble, people are attracted to you. When you get prideful, people are repelled from you, right? And so when we get into that wrong part of the pride cycle, that's when we see our teams imploding. That one's when we see people bailing ship. That's when we attract the wrong people to us and the right ones flee us. So, so what's your advice? How, how do we, how do we manage this? How do we, how do we cope with this? Nicole? Um, I think I am um, naturally a humble person. Mm -hmm. And so like mine and Lee's journeys have been obviously different, um, but I joined Club Wealth as a very low tier with just, you know, minimal production. Um, and it's because of club wealth that, and that's why I'm always like club wealth, club wealth, like, like do it. Like it, it changed my life and it can change. It can change everyone's life as long as they're ready, you know, to go all in like Lee said. So I, I can appreciate that. But truth be told, you had to put the work in. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. I agree. Look, I yeah. think the ecosystem at Club Wealth was phenomenal, not because of any one individual, uh, but because of all of them combined, right? I mean, you take all these yeah. wonderful people and, and, and there's some structure that helps, yes, but there's all these wonderful people that, that come together. It takes a village to raise a child, right? There's all these great people that are selfless and caring and helpful and really smart and really successful and, and by and large, pretty ego free. I mean, we all have ego at some level, but I mean, there's, there's a, there's a notice, noticeable absence of ego in, in the group. But at the end of the day, Nicole, you still had to go to do the work. So, and, and you absolutely. Know, and that's part of the, you, you sorry, Brooke, you either want it or you don't. That's that whole, like, I wanted it. I remember like with, when I was being coached by Aaron Shields and I was like, well, how many pending transactions do you have right now? And he's like 30. And I'm like, whoa, like that's huge. Like you have 30 pending. Like I didn't even close 30 last year. Um, and I, I think just, you know, being exposed to all of that and like, and remembering, you know, I was tier one when I joined Club Wealth and then tier two. And then it's, I think that's kept me pretty, I like to think I'm pretty humble. No, I think, I really do think you are. And I just, I just, and, and I believe you'll stay that way. I'm going to say, I hope you stay that way because I, I as, as, of course, we all want to learn and grow and, and become better, yeah. the best versions of ourselves that we can. I really kind of like who you are. I really do. I'm just going to throw that out there. I think you're pretty, I awesome. think you're pretty swell too, Michael. You and Lee both. <laughs> so, so Lee, give us some advice here. How do we, cause I mean, here's the thing. Lee came into Club Wealth at already doing a high volume of transactions 
and, and, and has been one of the top agents in the country for two decades. And yet, Lee, you're one of the most humble guys I know. What, what, what are you like? Are you, are you doing something deliberate to maintain that humility? Or is there actions you're taking to help with that? What, how do you do it? We all have our flaws. Absolutely, we all have our flaws. We all have our days where are not our best. Well, sometimes they're our best days that are being our worst, right? Um, we all have those days. I came into Club Wealth, yes. I, I mean, at, when I came into Club Wealth, I think maybe I at that point I'd closed 8,000 transactions in my career. Um, and I was averaging 500 transactions a year already. And uh, But what attracted me to Club Wealth versus other coaching companies was I came and visited, kind of hung out. I wanted to see the heart of the organization. I went to um, I went to their mastermind, mastermind in paradise and got to hang out with Nicole, who was already with Club Wealth and and Kelly Ravor and Dalton Schultz and and several others. Because I wanted to see the heart. What I found was a bunch of people that were willing to pour out their hearts, their business model without pride. This is what it is. And they all had a vision. Every one of them had a vision. Nicole at the time was tier three and she had a vision and she was brand new tier three. And so when I came into Club Wealth, I was looking for inspiration. I needed inspiration because I was burnt out. I had reached a point in my business like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, okay. That thousand transactions sound like the everybody else does it. So I, it's not truly what I wanted, but I didn't know what I wanted because I was not inspired. Mm -hmm. So I came into Club Wealth looking for inspiration. And what I found was mentors. And when I found the mentors and, and Doug Bliss Holiday is one of one that gave me some great advice. I come to find and Michael Ellickson gave me some great advice. Ron Anderson gave me some great advice along with a bunch of other coaches. Mm -hmm. um, and it refocused me on why I was here. I'm not, I'm not here to sell more real estate. It's a tool and it gets me where I'm going. I'm here. Um, mm -hmm. My whole story, my whole business is built off prayer Jabez. Mm -hmm. And you've got to expand your territory and you're expanding a territory, not necessarily yours. Um, how do the best, if you're not inspired, you can't expand. Mm -hmm. And Club Wealth gave me inspiration. Um, I'm very thankful for the people in Club Wealth that have poured into me. Uh, I, and, and I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to pour into others. That's what this organization was about, is about, is it's about a bunch of people who want to help each other and they don't let their egos get in the way on a, no system's perfect, mm -hmm. but they don't let their egos get in the way. This is not about, a, this organization is not about ego. This organization is about growth and inspiration and influence. And it's taken a lot of people from zero mm -hmm. to 200 to 300 to 400 to 500 what do you got? Nicole's going to go to a thousand. I don't know. Um, 
But does that make you want to go to a thousand, Lee? Do I want to go to a thousand? Honestly, me going to a thousand soon is that pushing you to go to a thousand soon? I am building wealth, and so I want to help more people go to a thousand. I'd rather somebody else go there than me. I'm at a different stage in my life. I'm 26 years in the business. Is a thousand transactions cool? Absolutely. I'm I'm 52 years old. I'm looking at okay. I want to I want to take 40 weeks off a year. And so now my business model allows me to be in multiple states. And you know, will my organization do a thousand transactions? Without a doubt, no doubt in my mind. Is Lee Garland going to be doing a thousand transactions? Is that what I want to build my most immediate sales team to? That's not what I came here to be inspired for. I came in to be inspired otherwise. And this organization gives you that all across the board. So I don't know. I, 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 I just love being around positive people. And I love being around people who do what they say they're going to do and get it done. You know, I, I can't even begin to tell you how much I appreciate that, by the way. And, and, I, and I love the, the focus on, you know, it's interesting because I think the natural response to Nicole's question for most people would be, well, yeah, that drives me to want to do a thousand transactions. And, and, and yet, you know, I think Lee's very thoughtful response is, is really poignant in that, you know, we're all at different stages in our lives and our careers and, and, there, and different things are important to each of us. And there's no one right answer. There's, there's no one right way to do anything, particularly not this business. Uh, there's lots of ways to succeed in real estate. And, and I really especially appreciate, Lee, your, your focus right now on building wealth. You know, it's called Club Wealth. Right. And it's not club cl called club gross. It's called club wealth. Right. And in wealth, you know, can apply in all five key areas in our lives. But particularly right now, you're working very diligently and doing a very nice job of of building financial wealth uh, and a nice retirement plan. And I say retirement. I, that's a I hate the word retirement because I'm not, I, I think I, I don't think any of the three of us ever wants to retire. Uh, but but, you know, being in a place where 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 money gives us options instead of money dictating what we have to do because of lack of it, right? When you have an abundance of money, when you're wealthy, it magnifies who you really are. It, it, it gives you the ability to do more of, uh, you know, of the things that are in alignment with who you are, right? So it's not just about buying cars and planes and yada, yada, yada. It's, it's about the freedom to you know, maybe move around the country and go, you know, and not in those like physically, you know, but maybe you're traveling to different parts of the country to help people by teaching them and, and pouring yourselves and others. I mean, it could be a lot of different things, but it takes money to do that. And Leah, you're doing a great job investing in real estate and you have all, you know, for a long time, but you've especially stepped it up a lot in the last few years. And, um, and your net worth has just gone through the roof here in the last few years as a result. Uh, so anyway, kudos to you for that. It looked like you may have had something you wanted to add. Yeah, to yeah. Nicole, Nicole, Nicole was trying to put me on the spot, and I appreciate that, Nicole. It, I, um, and to answer your question more directly, Nicole, I'm in the process of building a team of teams. Mm -hmm. That's my that's my model. I'm building as team of teams. I want to, and so. Are you going to detail on that a little more? 
I want to build a team of teams where I am responsible for a net result of 10,000 transactions mm -hmm. a year through a team of teams. I want to give back to the, I want to give back to this industry. I want to give back to the people in this business and help them. I want to help 10, at least 10 get to a thousand transactions themselves. Mm -hmm. So That's think massive. about that for a second. So yeah, do I want to do a thousand trans? No, I want to do 10,000. Awesome. I love it. Okay. That being said, we are running short on time. So I want to give each of you an opportunity to share any parting thoughts you have with anyone who's watching this. Um, and, you know, we've, we've got a, a broad audience, you know, if the people that'll be watching this will be anywhere from a brand new agent on up to the top agents in the country. Um, and some people that aren't even real estate agents, you know, there may be lenders or other professions watching this. Um, and who knows, maybe a homeless dude or two. I'm kidding. That's probably not going to be the case, but there'll certainly be people that, uh, that are from, from all walks of life and, and at all points in their, in their journey. Um, and so what, what would your advice to you? What would your parting thoughts be today? Nicole, why don't we, why don't we go first with you? Well, it's ladies first. Good, good thing this could be edited. <laughs> 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 you just gotta i'm gonna steal lee's quote you just gotta be all in yeah either home or family <laughs> i'm looking at my notes right now i know um, right? I a bunch of notes too. that was a couple hours like that was a couple hours of really good conversation man oh my gosh we we have gone for a long time here haven't we that's why yeah, y'all i feel bad i feel like i mean if anybody watches this whole thing Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all busted me in like lurking in the background. Is Nicole still here? And I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> here I am. And <laughs> um, I just, I love like learning and growing and like just being able to collaborate and mastermind with all these terrific agents. I mean, I'm, I'm repeating everything that we've basically just been talking about, but I mean, to be able to talk to Lee's and Michael's and Bronze and just everyone that we, you know, can learn from and um, you know agents will message me with club wealth and have have questions and need help with something and i hop on a call with them i've needed help with stuff i just talked to lee what last week or the week before i called him and he answered i didn't even text him say i'm calling you nothing he picks up the phone he's like hey nicole what's going on and i was able to talk to him for probably an hour um, and just like the the networking that we have from this amazing organization is it's world-class for sure. Uh, what, I think that the, the, the key to that is the people in it are world-class. You know, I mean, that's, that's by their fruits, you shall know them, right? I mean, it's it, 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 at the end of the day, world-class people collaborate to create a, a world-class entity or organization or whatever you want. I, really, it's a family. I mean, I think you would agree with that. Um, so good stuff. I appreciate that a lot. Lee, how about you? Any parting thoughts today? Besides follow up, 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 get passionate, get passionate about what you're doing, get excited about it, go the freak all in, don't do it halfway. You are not put here to be small. You're not here to play somebody's heard this before you've not been put here to play small ball small games you 
you got in this business to do something, get passionate about it, get excited about it, and just do it. Don't whine about it. Don't think about it. Don't talk about it. Do talk about it and do it. And that's that's the difference. The people, you know, you go out there, you've got professional athletes, you've got professional, you've got all types of people in the world. And if they're at the top of their game, they were passionate about it. And they took action. Go, Nicole, you said it. I'm going to repeat it. Go all in. Get it done. I love it. You know, and, and when you talk about going big and you talk about going all in, you know, you're going to take some licks along the way. You're going to get beat up. You're going to fall down. You know, I, I got a chance to interview Eddie the Eagle this morning. And, and I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Eddie the Eagle. If you haven't, you need to watch it. Honestly, it's like the new Rudy. It's such a great movie. Um, and so I got to interview the actual Eddie the Eagle, who's going to be a speaker at Business Strategy Mastermind Conference, just like you guys are. Uh, and so it, it was really interesting to hear as he was talking about his story, how you know he had this dream, this vision of being an Olympian. And this guy did not have the talent that most Olympians have, right? He was not the athlete that most Olympians are, but he sure had the drive and he sure had the tenacity and he was willing to take his legs. And this guy broke his neck, his back, his face, his head twice. I mean, this guy broke everything all the time and still persevered. And instead of it dissuading him, it made him more determined than ever. And, you know, I guess, I guess what I would say is to some of you that are watching this, you may be taking some licks right now. You may be, you know, feeling a little bit beat up right now. Um, you know, first of all, stop listening to the naysayers. Stop listening to the haters and the shade casters. Uh, don't, don't listen to them. Find people that inspire you. Find someone that is encouraging you and, 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 and grasp onto whatever straw you need to grasp onto whatever you can, whatever thread of hope you can find and stay the course, find a way to make it work because the people that move all over the place and bounce from this to that, to the other, to the, some other thing, those are not the ones that are the most successful. The ones that are the most successful are the ones that take their licks and they keep moving forward. And they, they may not be running forward at every moment. They might have to crawl from time to time. They may have, you know, maybe able to walk. Sometimes maybe they get up to a jog. They may never run. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But at least they're moving forward. Uh, and I would suggest that probably one of the great ways that you can do that is and, and surround yourself with people that will encourage you to do that is get your ticket to Business Strategy Mastermind Conference. Come out. Spend some time with Coach Lee and Coach Nicole. Uh, sit next to them in the hallways. Chat with them. You know, listen to their classes. Uh, listen to them speak and and learn from them and and develop relationships with them and other people like them who are doing a lot of business, who have come from all different walks of life and have had all kinds of different struggles in their lives. Uh, who and, and I promise you, whatever it is you're going through, you will find someone there that has gone through or is going through exactly what you're going through and can help you get to the other side of it. Uh, go to clubwealth.com forward slash BSM, clubwealth.com forward slash BSM and uh, get a ticket. The ticket prices go up the closer we get to the event. So the sooner you pick up your ticket, the, the lower the, the price will be. Um, and same thing with your air and your hotel, make sure you get those early. Um, but I, I, I would end with this. The number one thing that you can do if you want to grow in your life is associate yourself with the right people. Uh, we become the socioeconomic average of the five people we spend the most time with. And two of the people that I choose to spend my time with because of what it does for me and who it helps me become our coach Lee and coach Nicole. 
And I just appreciate both you guys. And, and you guys have been very transparent with me and very honest with me in my life. And you've at times chastised me and helped me understand when, when I need to, you know, get my rear in gear and stop doing things the way I've been doing them and come back out of the pride part of the pride cycle. And, and, and I can't thank you enough for that. And I'm sure there'll be more times where you'll need to do that. <laughs> I promise I'll do the very best I can to listen and, 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 and follow your guidance there. Uh, but, uh, but guys, I appreciate you for that. And I, and I appreciate your willingness to, to be honest with me when, uh, when it's not easy and, and, to, and to tell me what I need to hear, even though it may not be what I want to hear in the moment. Um, and I'm not going to get emotional. I'm going to hold those tears back and, uh, and just say, I love you both. And, and I appreciate you more than, you know, and I, and I appreciate what you do for everybody around you, both inside and outside of club balls. So, uh, that said, everybody, uh, thank you for joining us today. Definitely go to clubwealth.com forward slash BSM and coach Lee and coach Nicole. Thank you for your time. And if you guys have referrals uh, or see referral posts online, you know, for, for anywhere in Louisiana, make sure you tag Coach Nicole. And if you see anything in Mississippi, tag Coach Lee. Here's what I can tell you about both these guys. They and their teams will take amazing care of anybody you send them. And they will appreciate it. If you even just see a post in one of those Facebook groups out there, maybe it's ours or somebody else's. But if you happen to see a post and you tag them in it, they'll remember you for it. And they'll feel pretty good about returning that favor one day. So anyway, thanks so much, you guys. Have an awesome day. 87%. Yeah, that's the percentage of all real estate agents that get in the business today that'll be gone in two years. Let me tell you something. Why is there so much turnover in real estate? Because it isn't easy. And because most people don't know exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Now look, regardless of whether you're brand new to the industry or, you've, or you're a team leader, you've got 40 people on your team and you just want to get to the next level. If you're doing 10 transactions a year, you want to get to 25. You're doing five. 500 transactions a year, you want to get to 1,000. You're at 1,000, you want to get to 10,000. Let me tell you something, you need the right coach. Why? Because Club Wealth is the only coaching company on the planet that will literally guarantee that you will double your income or make at least an extra $100,000 your first year coaching with us, or we will give you 100% of your investment back. This is for people of all levels. Click the link below, sign up for the appropriate tier level, and let's get you a strategy session today. And I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, promise you, that you will walk away with a heart full of gratitude for the time that we took for you because you got so much value out of that call. Schedule your strategy session today. I promise you'll be glad you did. Sign up for a strategy session at clubwealth.com slash strategy session.